What's up, people? I hope you guys are having a lovely weekend. Mine started at a very, on a very uh, interesting note. So I woke up in the morning and I accidentally landed on this lady. Her name is called Nicole. She's a radio presenter in Malawi. Uh, she works on one of the probably the biggest radio stations there called Capital FM. We also have Capital FM here in Uganda, but I think Capital FM is almost everywhere. There's Kenya, uh, Uganda, there is, I think, South Africa. I've now heard of Malawi. I know there is one in UK. What a big franchise anyway. So, that's not a point. The thing is, I opened one of her podcasts that I was listening to that's, that talks about um, Zimbabwe men and how they are trash and how she, she may never take them or she will never take them again. Look, guys. <laughs> I, I, you know, after listening to her podcast, I got a flashback of how I lived a, in my teen years, especially between between my 14 and 18 years or 19 years and and this is this is basically what it is so she talks she talks about a guy she met and and this guy was from zimbabwe and lied to her of how he was a prince and that was a king in zimbabwe and after some time, like she, she gets to discover that this guy was actually cheating, and when the guy was leaving the country, he lied that he was going to now do his official duties as a prince, uh, ready to take on the kingship, the kingdom. I I thought that I have lied. Actually, all my life, I used to think that I have told the what that you know that the worst lie in the entire world. Of course, okay, entire world is exaggerated, but from me, from me, me telling a lie. I thought that I, the worst lie that I have ever told uh, was during my, I would call them adolescence era or post-adolescence era, around, you know, that age where you you passed puberty and just trying to be a man, uh, getting into a man. But at least uh, not in the 20s, because when I reached my 20s, I was a, a very polished guy. I had given up on, on issues to do with lying, but that's fine. But this is the real story. So... Uh, while I was in, uh, when I was, I think, 13 or 14, because I'd finished my primary, I, I joined, uh, I had joined a, a group, I don't want to call it, okay, band group, something like that, because we started as a dance group and then we became a band that was doing music. Uh, and at a, at a certain scale, we were doing quite a lot of things in entertainment and then later joined church. Uh, but before I go to church, so we, we had a group that was so huge uh, of about 30 people it was probably the biggest group in the country in terms of numbers of course the groups that were more popular than us quite a number of them but we were unique in our sense that we only did music that was Jamaican but uh, the music we made sure that that music was not popular in the country so we made sure that when we get the songs on the internet we cross check with the DJs to make sure that they are not these songs are not played anywhere so that when we come and perform our dances, everything is unique. The way we're dancing, the music we're dancing to is also unique. So, you know, fast forward, there's a time we, around Christmas time, one of those Christmas times, we had quite a number of shows we were booked, released, we were stretched. So we divided the team into a group of five, five people to manage to, you know, manage to make that money. And, uh, 
where we were deployed me and my four colleagues we we performed at a hotel and that show ended at around 11 p.m. now when we were going off the show we met some beautiful women um uh, sorry to call them women they are girls so we met some beautiful girls and one of them sparked off a lie you see we lied but they sparked off the lie because one of them said oh uh look they asked us hey, how are you guys we're like fine oh, we introduced ourselves uh, they asked us questions of where we from we said before we even said where we from one of my friends had already asked that question hey, where are you from because we've never seen you around here and and the girl said that uh, she's from Kenya uh, of course even the name suggests she was from Kenya so there were three girls so th- these these two also borrowed the lie and said they're from Kenya one of them is a sister claimed to be a sister to one of the big artists in Kenya uh, she was in she was in the East African Bashment crew she used to sing with Wairi I don't know why I forget her name Naziz oh she's called Naziz uh, so she said she's a sister to, to Naziz and you know when you meet people who are related to celebs or their celebs themselves there's a way you tend to work out the relationship it's quite different so we lie we lied and and you see we men when we are alive we don't even think through our lies uh we say we're from south africa and me and my friend uh the friend i was with in that group by the way he happens to be my best friend we've, we've been together for a long time that i can remember it's just that now being adults we separated uh because of the kind of careers that we took on so we lie and say we're from South Africa and we, my friend just picks up from there and we're so connected in a sense that if my friend lied I would know what he's lying I would just go ahead with that and cook up something and we just match the lie so we say we're from South Africa and they're like oh wow you're from, from South Africa we're like yeah so they ask us so what are you doing here we said oh there's an artist who came to South Africa we performed and he was also performing on the same stage so he wanted to bring us to Uganda to perform as well with him but we realized there was potential to make more money so we decided to also do other shows since it's a christmas season now for me it was easier to lie because one i i am I, i've just grown up in uganda i've been here since i was 7 years uh, but i'm a zambian so uh, well i i know less about where i come from I just know a few relatives probably three we just confirm yeah a few times that I've gone there but uh, I don't understand the culture so <laughs> so we 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 that, that, that we start to interact on those levels and after we performed and took our breaks and what they, they stayed with us throughout the night so at some moments when the show was done we were leaving we started having interactions of getting to know each other oh you guys what do you do in South Africa what is your food in South Africa so we lie again we say you know in South Africa we eat cockroaches and they are like what you guys eat cockroaches of course you see look i have traveled eight countries and i've found people eat stupid things i call them stupid because anyway we don't eat them here um there's a culture in Zambia where they eat snails and and it's not unique i mean i've been to morocco and they eat some things so <laughs> i tell them we eat cockroaches but I, i'm sorry south africans i know you don't eat cockroaches i know you don't and by the way if you do then my my life was smart the only problem is that i lied i come from south africa which i don't so we we 
we start to exchange information and they also lie to us oh one is a musician and he's a dancer uh, another is a sister to a Naziz who was such a big artist at that time in, 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 in Kenya <laughs> and what amazed me was they bought into that lie but they couldn't see that we are lying but we were lying things that any one of us could you know uh, fall into a trap and just know we lie now my my other friend so we were, because we're fine my other friend will lie. Oh, he's a he's a radio presenter in, in in South Africa, and it's such a big radio station. I don't even remember the name of that radio station. Oh, I wish I could remember. Now, we separated that night, but we kept in touch because we we exchanged numbers. You see, this is how foolish we are. We even exchanged numbers that you could tell a phone number has a plus two five six that code for Uganda, not even South Africa. They also gave us codes for uganda not kenya as they had claimed that's how stupid we are uh, apart from one girl who was from kenya because her name sounded really kenya but she was um there's a district that is shared between uganda and kenya called busia so we realized that's where she comes from in busia but you couldn't tell whether it was busia kenya or uganda but that's okay that's okay and i remember this particular line whenever i wanted to talk to that girl who was actually the kenyan we had to call i used to call the dad and ask for her because she gave me the number that was, that, that was for the dad but this is how we did it because she used to tell me no at that time she told me you see when you're calling you need to give a girl uh the phone so that she can ask for me but me as as a very smart guy i felt i cannot do that so what i did is i called the dad at one moment because I wanted to talk to her, so I called the dad, and the dad picks up, and I, I lie about um, where I was, which was the radio station. So I said, "Oh, you're you're live on this station here, and your daughter gave us this number to say hi to you, to surprise you, and play your favorite song." But before we play your song, um, you know, this is this is her message to you, and then we said, "I mean, of course, we forged a message." Me and my other friends were around because we had a radio that would just increase the volume and then decrease as we talk. So the father sent greetings. <laughs> Guys, the father sent greetings, and in the background, my guys here were dying of laughter. And then afterwards, I I I, I told him. Oh, do you mind if we could talk to her? We also say hi to her, thank her for you know sending us such a lovely message to the dad. And they gave her, and, and they just told her, hey, Shiko. Oh, sh- sorry, I just mentioned her. So I, anyway, her name is Shiko. So I, <laughs> I get to talk to her. She's like, how did you do this? I said, don't mind. I wanted to talk to you, and I've talked to you. That's the most important thing. So that was one of the successful lies that I ever told. It was so funny. But listen, fast forward. After about six months, you know, then communication was a little bit expensive. But about six months, uh, the church that we belonged to had a crusade, and uh, we were part of this church, uh, and we, we had responsibilities in the church. So some of us were training the choir uh, on dancing and playing instruments and leading the choir because I mean we were entertainers, so we knew what to do with the church, and, and we had some gospel in us anyway. <laughs> So church had a crusade in an open place near a park um, uh, in town. So, and we were students. So what happened is we were leaving school and go and participate uh, in church activities. 
as they happened from 5 p.m. to you know in the night. So we go to the crusade, uh, we get to the stage, we do our thing, but we're in uniform. We didn't have time to change and all those things, so we just have to do our thing, and which was okay because our pastor had no problem with that. Now we time came for giving offertory, and they gave us you know uh, offertory bags to take around the crowds to collect tithe or offering whatever. In the process, we meet these guns. <laughs> they were also in uniform. This is the funny thing. The uniform they were wearing was for a school that was just opposite our school that we went to. We looked at each other. I actually refused to give them the 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 the, the, the bag, the bag. I refused. I pretended I had never seen them and walked away. But one of them had this kind of excitement of, oh, yeah, oh, what up? You know, that kind of thing. So she came behind the stage and, you know, the others also just followed. So we're all in uniforms. Our uniform is for the school that is opposite their school. And it looked weird. So I just waited for a moment whereby we ask, what are you doing in Uganda? What are you doing in Uganda? We didn't have a lie to tell. And you know what is weird? Someone uh, from our church was speaking to us in a local language, a Ugandan local language. <laughs> that alone tells you we're not South Africans, but we we it just looked funny. So we said, you know what? We shall stand with this lie. Come rain, come sunshine. And we were also ready to ask them what they are doing in those in those uniforms for this country. Somehow, that question never came up. We continued our lives as usual and we just found it awkward. These guys, they actually found out the truth that we were Ugandans, but they never questioned us. Let me tell you guys, that is a lie that I remember all my life and I consider that stupid and very stupid as well because I mean, how can someone lie to you that much and even find them in places that and speaking the local language? How? It was the most wicked thing. So, today when I listen to Nicole's <laughs> podcast where she talks about the guy she met and lied to her that he was a prince and the father was a king. Hey, Nicole, that was brutal. Brutal. That was a brutal thing to do uh, to a young girl like you at that time anyway. And, and, and you know you know what, you could be innocent, you, you could have fallen for something different, but he felt that he had to front status. Let me tell you something, uh, and, and everyone who wishes to know this, men are liars. It is a being, it is in there, implanted. The difference is how they present that lie. It's a truth. You see, I used to lie then so frequently, but when I reached in my 20s, of course after campus, I noticed, you know what, it's not important to lie. What I'm going to do is, I just say what I find is necessary for you to know. I tell you what is I find is necessary to, for you to know. So if I don't say certain things, I have not lied to you. If you come to ever find out that, oh, this guy is Zambian, or this guy is Ugandan, and you say, why didn't you tell me? I say, well, I didn't find it necessary to tell you that I am this. But, well, since you found out that's the truth, so I give it opportunity that when you find out well and good, if you don't, then I, there's no point for me to tell you. And I do that so much that I now give information, I give information in bits. 
if you really want to know me and you ask me a question by the way if you ask me i will tell you if you never ask me something i will never tell you especially if, if, if i'm convinced that you don't need this information two i don't need to talk about it it's not important to me it may be important to you but to me it's not important i i will just keep quiet i'll just tell you uh, the things that i find very important for you to know and the things that you ask me to tell you so i i made that kind of resolution along the way that's why if you don't know something about me it's probably never told you but i never lied to you that's the important thing but see men lie and they do this just to get to you that's the most sucking bit about it of when we look at beautiful women we feel like we are in a, comp- a competition of i think this chick has so many people around her so i have to come up with something that will probably outmatch the others and i'd be successful but they just never sustain these lies and that's the worst thing oh god that, well that's the reason why men lie just to get to you that's what they do but the moment you start to re- to op- to punch holes in their lies you see them they just give up on that lie it's just funny anyway uh let me not spend a lot of your time on this podcast but thank you for listening guys um let me just wish you a lovely weekend